Chapter 9 of Billy Whiskers at Home. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Billy Whiskers at Home by Francis Trago Montgomery. Button is speaker. After Stubby had spoken, it was Button's turn to tell what had befallen him. If you animals will excuse me, I shall be greatly obliged, as I am no speaker, and nothing of interest has happened to me for a long time, he said. Oh, yes, there has. I know there has, said Billy. Go ahead and tell them what happened to you at the Barbados. Yes, do, Stubby agreed. That was an extremely exciting experience. So Button mounted the rocky ledge and began. Our ship had anchored about two miles out in the roadstead, and everyone was on deck waiting for the little rowboats to come and take them ashore. The water is not deep enough at the wharf for the sea-going vessels to dock. As they waited, the passengers were hanging over the rail, watching the little negro boys dive for coins down in the deep, deep waters where sharks and swordfish lurk, awaiting a chance to bite off an arm or leg or run a long sword into the body of an unwary swimmer. A man and his wife in a rowboat came up close to the ship to display their wares. They had a lovely parrot in one cage and another full of red, yellow, and varia-colored birds for sale and also jewelry cleverly fashioned out of shells and handbags made out of the brown, glossy reeds of a plant that grows on the island. I was watching the pair when, quick as a wink, a man pushed me off the ship's rail where I was curled up to view all that went on beneath me. My surprise was so great when I found myself falling from the height of the promenade deck that I could not think, and when I landed in the woman's lap in the rowboat, I would have leaped overboard had she not held on to me. The man who had pushed me overboard called out, The cat for a parrot! That cat is a valuable one, but I will part with him for your talking parrot. To his surprise, the woman quickly agreed to the trade and tied the parrot's cage to a rope that was let down. The cage had just reached the deck level and the man was untying it when I spied it as it was loosened and swung in the woman's lap. With a bound, I grabbed it and began to climb up. The woman's husband stretched out his hand to stop me, but he was too late. I had climbed too high for him to reach me, and in trying to do so, he came near upsetting his boat with all his wares and his wife in it. Indeed, had it not been for the woman's presence of mind to throw her whole weight to the opposite side of the boat, it would surely have capsized. When I reached the top of the rope, the man who had thrown me overboard tried to prevent me from coming on deck by pushing my head back. But at last I wearied of having him treat me so, and the next time he touched me I reached out one paw and gave him a scratch that quickly made him let go the rope. While he was nursing his hand and too engrossed with the pain to think of what I was doing, I jumped aboard and ran into the saloon. As I went, I heard the boatman and his wife calling loudly to the man on board to send back their parrot or pay them for it. After tormenting them for some time by pretending he was going to keep the parrot, he wrapped some money in a paper and threw it into their boat. I considered it a narrow escape, for I would not have lived with that couple for worlds. 
There is no country, no matter how beautiful, where I have ever been or about which I have ever heard in which I would like to live but the United States of America. Well, as time went on, the man who bought the parrot neglected her so, forgetting to feed her and give her water to drink and for her bath that I felt sorry for her, and I told her that when we stopped at the island of Trinidad, I would open her cage door and let her out if she thought she could fly ashore and take care of herself after she had gained land. Of course I can, for my wings have never been clipped, and on that island grows every kind of food I need, just as in the Barbados. Very well, then, I will open your cage door and free you, I promised. Consequently, when we reached Trinidad, I wiggled and fussed with her cage door until I succeeded in opening it. Then I had the pleasure of seeing her fly for the shore, where she alighted on the top of a tall coconut palm tree. How I did enjoy her owner's discomfiture when he discovered she was gone. He made a great fuss and said his bird had been stolen and insisted the entire ship be searched for her, though one of the sailors said he had seen a green parrot fly to shore shortly after we had landed. He declared parrots are clever birds and she probably loosed the door with her bill and squeezed herself out as he had seen them do that trick before. The crowd cheered and cheered in the usual way and said they wished Button would tell them another experience. But he hurried off the rock platform and lost himself in the crowd so they could not press him to tell another. End of chapter 9